Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. God, you know, increased the capacity the, the, and the sagacity of Solomon's mind. Watch this. I preached this many, many years ago, you know, but it bears repetition now. You know, uh, uh, a mind is to be able to, it should be able to receive, process, and apply large amounts of information. So, you know, uh, you, well, when we go to school, what do we do? We get information. So, for example, I did physics, you know, and then I did electrical engineering, you know. So, I have information in my mind about physics and electrical engineering. I can process that information. Then I can apply it to solve problems or to do things. You know, uh, these two doctors here, one is a vet doctor. The other one is a medical doctor. You know, they had information about medicine. You know, a large amount of information. You know, and they've been able to store it in their minds. They're able to process it. So, if you bring a sick person to him, he will say, what's wrong with you? When you tell him, he's already in his mind. He's already studied all of that. Then he can tell you the kind of drugs you're going to use and all of that. You know, so uh, that's what the mind does. Now, when you increase the mental capacity of your mind, then the volume or the amount of information that it can receive, process, and apply, and reproduce increases. When it increases it, you know, to a great extent, it becomes like the mind of God. The Bible says God can call the stars by name. There are billions of stars. You need a, you need a very large uh, uh, memory capacity to be able to do that. So that's what God did to Solomon in a measure. He didn't give him the full thing. He just gave him a measure. You know, where his mind became so large, he could receive a great amount of information. He could process that information. He can apply that information. It can... Uh, 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 um, reproduce the information you can can give it back to you you know and now what we call a photographic memory where your mind is so is so uh is operating at such a high level of uh capacity that you can look at something and it gets it immediately i told you of a friend of mine uh, one of my classmates who is a new he's a um, psychiatrist neurosurgeon in, in the United States, in New York, upstate New York. And he was telling me, they said, they're seeing this in their research now, that, you know, when you have the right mood, like, you know, when you're, when you're calm and you're, you know, you're correctly motivated, he says, they've seen now that the velocity of the, 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 your, 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 your brain has electrons and electrical things inside it. Trust me. You know, all the, all the neurons and all of those things, they, you know, they operate, you know, just like a computer to some degree, even though it's biological, you know. But anyway, to cut a long story short, 
they find out that the velocity or the speed at which the electrons move increase when you have the right kind of attitude, you know, and they decrease when you have the wrong type of attitude. What is God trying to tell us? You see, in other words, if you have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and all the fruit of the Spirit, your mind is going to start operating. All the electrons will start moving at a high speed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then you can get information, process it. You know, you can remember things. You know, you know when, you, when, you, when you do a photocopy of a, of a material, maybe you take a book or, or something, you do a photocopy. What happens? You know, you put it on the photocopy machine. A light. Light goes across it and dumps it, whatever it is. It dumps the copy on the paper. When the paper comes out, it has the same information that was in the book that you put in the photocopying machine. Your mind is like that. The only problem is that it's not operating at that level of efficiency. Where you put the light of God into the human mind. You know, it's like that photocopying, the light of the photocopying machine. You look at something and immediately your mind gets it. You're not trying to remember. It's remembering, but it's remembering at such a high level of efficiency. You can, re- you can practically remember everything that you saw. Not only can you remember, you, you not only remember, not only can you, you also comprehend it. You understand it. Not only that, you can then apply it. That's what we call the ability of the mind of Christ. And that's what God gave Solomon to a very small degree. But it made him the, one of the, the greatest, the wisest man in his own time. You know, but today we now have that ability multiplied to us a hundredfold. The Bible says, well, this is where we stop, a greater than Solomon is here. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the, the apostle Paul downloads this by revelation he said but we have the mind of christ you know um something i'm going to do after this message today later this afternoon i'm going to ask i've already sent to all the pastors there is a message kenneth hagen preached in 1979 i was still in london at the time i ordered for it from from england and they sent it to me i bought it you know i paid you know, the money, and it was sent to me. It's called The Development of the Human Spirit. It's probably, in my opinion, is one of the Kenneth Higgins' best teachings. You know, and the, the very first message was the one, I just saw it on the, in, on the YouTube the other day. I said, ah, this old message, I haven't heard. So I listened to it again. I was so blessed. So I now sent it to all the pastors over this last week. You know, I told them to listen to it, and they did, and send me a summary. So today, after this service, I'm instructing them, they're going to send it to all the different groups in the church. I want all of you to listen to that series. Now, in this 979, Kenneth Hagin said, you know, he said many things, but one of the things he said was that the knowledge of the development of the human spirit back then was still at its infancy. And you know, it's still true today. In many places, most Christians have never developed their spirits and allowed it to affect the mind. The, the, the potential that we have as children of God 
Let me, don't let me try and say it myself. Let me just say the way. You know what Jesus said? You are God's. That's what he said. He said, you are Elohim. You know, the mind of God, where you think like God, where you have the same mental uh, capacity that God has. You can, you can receive information, comprehend information, process information, apply information, you know, at a great level of, of, of uh, uh, mental capacity, you know, great level of efficiency as has been observed in autistic savants. I sent an article out. Uh, uh, Pastor Wally gave us on the weekly rhema, you know, and I, uh, I sent that article out, you know, because the link, and incidentally, they need to change that link because the old link is no longer there. So you can use this new article I used for the new link, for the, that same link. You know, you find that, you know, there are people, not everybody, you know, but they have a downside. Either they, you know, they, 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 they can't, you know, button their shirts properly. Uh, they, they don't brush their teeth properly. Yet that same person, can, he, can, he can look at a, at, 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 at a material, you know, uh, like a uh, piece of literature and all that, and he can reproduce it perfectly. Some will, you know, listen to music, like classical music, and they will play it flawlessly. That, that potential is in every human being. I didn't hear you folks. The problem is that it's not developed. Each of us has uh, about a hundred billion neurons up here. And then, you know, all those neurons have connections, you know, <clears throat> which, you know, they go to a quadrillion, which is about, you know, 10 times, 10 times, 10 up to power 15, 10 to power 18. You know, but it's not, we don't see it in operation in our lives. And the reason is because of sin. And I brought out this scripture in, the, in that article. It says, you know, uh, uh, studying causes weariness of the flesh. Why? Your flesh should not be weary. Why is it that when you try and study, you know, it, it becomes so difficult? It's because of the sin nature. When you remove that sin nature and the life of God goes into the mind, you know, then you'll find studying easy. You find his yoke easy, his burdens light. You be like God. You can think like God. You can process a, a high, uh, a large amount of information, comprehend it, you know, <laughs> then apply it, you know, reproduce it, you know, in any kind of shape or form that, that is needed. And we're going to see that. It's one of the greatest miracles that we're going to see in this manifestation of the sons of God. People say, surely God is in you because of the way we'll be able to process and apply uh, large amounts of information. So, this is what the Bible says. God gave Solomon, I didn't hear you, understand wisdom and understanding exceeding much and loudness of heart, even as a sand of the seashore. You know, talking about you know, the, 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 the mental capacity, that is the amount of information. You know, it's, it's infinite. You just use the seashore as a, as a type. <coughs> and then in verses 30 and 31, we didn't read this last time. He said, and, wisdoms, and Solomon's wisdom, I didn't hear you, excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East Country. I didn't hear you. And all the wisdom of Egypt. Today, that would be like the wisdom that God gives the church will excel all the wisdom of the world. 
Some of the people who are Nobel Prizes and all of that, they will not even be able to come near us. And if you don't see, if you can't say amen, say oh me. And God help your unbelief. Hey, hallelujah. This is a type. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That is available to us. He was, he was wiser than all men. Than Ethan and Ezraite and some of these characters were the, probably the wisest men in his time. Today, this would be like all the people who got Nobel Prize in physics, the Albert Einsteins and the Steve Hawkins and all of that. The wisdom God will give us will excel it. Give a lot of super clap offering somebody. I, I, I saw this. Excuse me. I saw this some, you know, as, as a young man. It was one of the things that made me, you know, consecrate my life completely to God. Because I saw this. I wrote it in that article when I was in prayer college. The hope of glory. You know, I said there's still another area which is the wisdom of God. I didn't have the kind of understanding I have now. I have it deeper now. But I saw it. I, I, I saw the flash. You know, that if you will follow God, God will give you a mind that is even greater than the mind of Solomon. After the, after the service last week, and we were sharing, some of the brethren came to the house, you know, and we're sharing, I think Pastor Laulu, Pastor Greg and some of the brethren, you know, I said this and then I realized that it was God who said it through me. I said, you see, God will not change your hardware. He'll only upgrade your software. You see, that brain you have is the same brain. It's, you know, so there is no change in the hardware. It's just an upgrade of the software. If you look at your phone, you have the same thing. But, you know, when they send you an upgrade, that phone will now do things it could not do before. God is going to upgrade your software so that your brain can now do things it couldn't do before same hardware you're not going to change you're not going to give you a new brain your brain is already capable of it what you have what you don't have is a program <laughs> and god will not give it because of the sin nature so that because such people will become you either become a god or a tyrant that can be used for good or evil. Why do you think Satan? You know Satan is very smart. He got it from God. The Bible says, "Thou seedest of the sea, some of wisdom, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty." I said, "But you have corrupted thy wisdom." The Satan is very smart. Principalities and powers. Not all the devils. Some devils are not very smart, but some of them are very smart. They were angels of God. They they they, they partook of the wisdom of God to a degree, you know. But it's been corrupted. That is why you can see him doing all kinds of things. Even his people, he gives them revelation about maths. I shared with you about one Indian mathematician. His true story. You know, in the 1920s, he went to Cambridge. He used to, you know, he used to write wonderful mathematics, you know. And he wrote a letter to a professor in Cambridge. And that one was able to help him to come to England. When the guy came, they, they were astounded. This guy who never, he, he went to secondary school, but he, he was working in a post office or something. But he could get, so they asked him, he said, how, where do you get your, you know, how do you get all the, he said, well, you know, he has one Hindu God. He was a Hindu. He said that he, he appears to him in the night. And then he begins to give him mathematical equations. 
Can you believe that? True story. You know? But what is coming is going to outstrip that. Give God a glue, a super clap offering. Now, so what we see is that with this, God gives Solomon great wealth. Now, let's go back to verses 20 and 21. I won't read everything. I'm just going to take, you know, portions out. You know, this it says, And Judah, I didn't hear you. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 20. Judah and Israel were many. As the sand which is by the sea in multitude, just like, you know, the, the population of the, of the nation increased. Eating and drinking and making merry. Solomon reigned, I didn't hear you, over all the kingdoms from the river unto the land of the Philistines unto the border of Egypt. They brought presents and served Solomon all the days of his life. God blessed Solomon. God blessed him. The, 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 the uh, boundaries of Israel increased. He was a great king, you know, all the people were paying tribute to him. They were bringing presents to him, you know. And in, in verse 22, he begins to tell us about what he ate every day. I'm not going to go into all of that. You don't want to do that. Praise the Lord. You know, his portion for every day were 30 measures of flour, three score measures of meal, 10 fat oxen, and so on and so forth. You know, of course, he alone didn't eat it. It was him and all his people in his court, in his, in his palace, and all of that. He had a great God. God, God blessed Solomon beyond his wildest imaginations. In the middle of all of this, we now go to chapter 5. Let's review again. Solomon comes to the throne by David. David is still alive. David dies and gives him instructions about the temple. We're going to get to that in a minute. Then secondly, about dealing with rebels. He gives him instruction about Joab. He gives him instruction about Shimei. He doesn't say anything about, Absal, uh, about Adonijah because David was very sentimental about his children. You know, and Adonijah, well, he, he started a rebellion, but he, he repented, in quotes, but he really didn't repent. So Solomon, David dies, Solomon is now on the throne. So he has Adonijah executed because he asks for Abishag, the uh, concubine that they gave David in his old age, which showed the greed in his heart that he still wanted the throne. So, you know, the, so he has executed. He has Joab executed because of his rebellion. He has Shimei executed. Then the Bible says, and the kingdom was established. So Solomon now becomes established in the kingdom. God gives him wisdom, like I've explained. And now, God now wants him to fulfill his purpose. Which is part of which was to build the temple. Now, this part is prophetic I'm going into now. Because we, the end time, perfect church, will be like Solomon. Solomon, son of David, we are the son of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is also son of David. So, uh, we are to build the church just like Solomon 
built the temple. And there are details here on how he built the temple. Which we are going to learn from of how we are going to build the church. You know what God said? He said, he said, upon this rock I will build my church. So the Lord Jesus Christ is going to build the church upon the rock of revelation knowledge through the end time Davidic uh, uh, dynasty, the Solomons of the end time, the sons of David of the end time, just in the, much the same way that Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem. And we're going to, I'm just going to pick a few verses here and there. I can't do everything. You need to go and read the account yourself. But I'm going to uh, 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 tell you what happened. What happened was that they, they, first of all, they didn't just start building. They made preparation. Before David died, David had made some preparation. But it wasn't enough. So Solomon now, he becomes king. And he sends to Hiram, 1 Kings chapter 5 verse 1. And Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent his servants unto Solomon. For he had heard that God had anointed him king in the room of his father. For Hiram was ever a lover of David. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Now you know my father couldn't build it. I'm just going to paraphrase, you know, because of time and all of that. You know, he couldn't build the temple, but I'm going to build it now. So he, let me tell you what happens. He asked Hiram for wood. They, they, they had a lot of wood, you know, trees. So what they did was they would cut the trees. They would put them on the floats. Then they would ship them down to Israel, down river. You know, down the river. Then he got some of Hiram's servants who were skillful carpenters. So they could cut the wood and, you know, prepare it for the temple. You know, and so he said, you know, uh, hew me cedar trees out of Lebanon. It was coming all the way from Lebanon, but they would send it down through the river, you know, and, and, and this it was a beautiful thing that they did. It was wonderful and Hiram cooperated. They all loved Solomon and so Hiram, verse 10, so Hiram gave Solomon cedar trees and fir trees according to all of his desire and then they gave food and, you know, they paid them for it and all the service and everything. Now, uh, the another thing that they needed for the temple was stone. They needed stones. I'm going to tell you all the spiritual equivalent. I don't think I can finish this thing today. You know, I'll tell you all the spiritual equivalents of that. You know, he said, and Solomon had, verse 15, three score and 10,000. That is 70,000 people that were ca- just to carry the, just to be carrying the stones. And four score thousand, that is 80,000 hewers in the mountains. They will go to the mountains and cut the stone and take it to the temple, uh, to the temple site. You know, then he had people who were overseeing all that work. We see that in verse 16. And the king commanded, verse 17, everybody. And the king commanded, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. And they brought great stones. Everybody shouted. Say costly stones. Huge stones. To lay the foundation of the house. This is physical. They were literal stones that they brought. 
but it has a spiritual equivalent. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that the church is going to build upon the foundation of the what? Apostles and prophets. Everybody say great stones. Say costly stones. Say huge stones. These apostles and prophets, the leaders of the perfect church that are going to, you know, that are going to be the perfect church. They are people that God would have cut from the mountain, raw. They get born again, gives them revelation, all that. Then he hews them, all, all the rough edges. He takes it all off, you know, and then present. You'll find, you know, this is also in Chronicles. There are two accounts of this temple. So you have to look at everything. Because of time, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you the results. What happened was that you will find that in the temple of Solomon, all the, all the uh, uh, work on the stones were done outside the temple site. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.